that was cold open. the weirdest sound I've ever heard you make. Welcome to Your Mom's a Hoax, uh, the podcast where we record at 8 in the morning. Uh, because we hate ourselves. Yeah, but I think the vibe is better early in the morning. We're fresh. I am begrudgingly a morning person. I'm angry about it. I don't like it. I I'm do not, not a, like it. No, I'm not a morning person at all. I hate existing in the morning, but I like talking to you, so I see, like it. I do I want to be awake early in the morning absolutely not however my brain functions the best in the morning and that seems cruel and unfair and I don't like it I remembered my cold open <laughs> what, what was it okay do you think I'm kind of mean to you on this podcast I don't know okay sometimes I'd be listening and I'm like that was rude as fuck. <laughs> Actually, I took that back. Yes, you bully me. I'm, <laughs> I'm being bullied every day. Of you my don't life. have to be here. I'll do this podcast by myself. No, I'm just kidding. Please no, don't you leave won't. me. <laughs> I will do this podcast by myself. <laughs> okay. I was telling somebody about the pod the other day. I um. I get so like weirded out to like talk about it because I'm like I want people to listen I don't know that I want people that I know to listen yeah (laughs) I want random random people to know (laughs) but um, I was talking about it and she was like oh I have a podcast too and I was like that's sick it's um uh it's called the luscious podcast it's very good Mm -hmm. I enjoy it they talk about like I don't know well uh, first one I listened to was about intimacy um Mm. And they were drinking vodka. It was a very fun time. Anyways. Okay. No, she's like, it's kind of a mess over there. She's like, don't judge me. And I was like, girl, this is a learning space. This is a safe space. I was like, sometimes I record to my computer microphone and we just put that shit out there. I was like, don't even stress about it. She was like, we do it on our phones. So like, I feel you. And I was listening and I was like, girl, you can't even tell it's on your phone. That was so clear. I was like, I have a mic and I feel like yours was better. Yeah, jeez. Oh my goodness. So how are you? Um, I'm good. I'm good. Got a, I I now have um three couches, which is two couches too many for this house. Why? <laughs> so my my brother gave me his old couch. Um, okay. because I liked the way it looked better and it was smaller and it fit the space a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but my husband wants to sell the other two couches. Um, and obviously like they did not sell immediately because of course they actually, they didn't sell immediately because I haven't listed them yet. What? Um, <laughs> yes, because all of this happened this week in the span of like three days. Um, so now I've got the 
the leather couch where I want it, and then one couch in, like, the dining-slash-kitchen space. Mm-hmm. Not, like, kitchen, but, like, the kind of dining yeah. area, and then another couch against another wall. It's There's a lot going. There are so many couches in my house. My house is not big enough for this many couches. Too many couches. Yeah, you're going to want to list that. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm going to do that this weekend and see if I can get those out of my house. Yeah. Ty and I had a mattress in our house for a long time because we had, okay, so we had like a queen in our room and then like a full in our guest bedroom. And then our friend um, Matt and Erica, they gave us their king size bed because they got a new one. So we had a king in our bedroom. We're going to put the queen in the guest bedroom. So we just Mm -hmm. had this full bed. And I was like, we're never going to use that. And Ty was like, no, I get that. I've had that bed since I was like in high school. And I was like, Mm -hmm. we should get rid of that. And um, so... We listed it for as free on the marketplace, and it took forever for somebody to, like, come and get it. I was like, bro, in Wichita, that's what, I'm from a little town called Wichita Falls in Texas, but in Wichita, you list mm-hmm. something for free on the marketplace, that shit's gone in 10 minutes. There are people oh, yeah. trolling looking for free shit. Like, I was like, if somebody don't fucking come get this free mattress, this free mattress, because we didn't want to fuck with selling it, like, we just wanted somebody yeah. to come and get it. Like, that was yeah. it. Just take and it away from me. It was sat in our apartment for like three weeks before somebody was like, yeah, we'll come get the free mattress. I was like, it's free. <laughs> like, come get it. <laughs> just take it. it, it just take it. <laughs> mm. But. And then Ty was mad whenever like they showed up because he thought they'd bring like a guy with them because like they don't. Okay. So like if it's me, like if I'm going to pick up something on the marketplace, Ty's coming with me. I'm not mm-hmm. going by myself. I don't fucking know those people. And it was a girl that was messaging him. So he thought surely she'd bring like a brother or something like. Yeah. And he was like, and this guy can load this bed up. This girl brought her grandma. <laughs> Ty was pissed. What a power move, though. He, he had to carry the whole thing down there. Because <laughs> he was like, well, I'm not going to make this girl and her grandma do it. I was like, no, nah, that'd be fucked up. <laughs> A power move. He was move, mad though. as hell. He was so mad. An absolute power move. They were so nice though, and his the grandmother tried to like give us money and stuff. And Ty was like, "No, like it's really okay. Like y'all are good. Just mm. take the mattress and go. Please like, just take this out of my life. <laughs> I just don't want to see the mattress anymore." <laughs> but yeah, it was so funny. I was laughing so hard. He was so mad. <laughs> oh. Well, uh, you ready to flip kick- this coin? Yeah, let's kick this pig. Tails. It is tails. Bow, 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 bow. Tell me a story. Tell you a story? Yeah, tell me a story. What if I was like, no, and I got off? <laughs> <laughs> so, bye. <laughs> hey, Pookie Kitty. Um... For the TikTok, here is my cat, Spooky Kitty. Can you get off of me now? <laughs> can you go away? <laughs> I love him so much, but he's can be very destructive sometimes. Hey, that's not your coffee. Is this going to open up in a new tab? Yes, great. Sorry, I didn't have my notes open because I feel like when I have too many things open at one time, like Discord fucks up a lot more. So I try to wait to open my notes until I'm like yeah, doing nobody it. Nobody wants to see your little booty. Yeah, people don't typically like to look at buttholes. And animals, listen, I understand that they're animals. I get it. But like, how is it that anytime Heidi's standing with her back to me, I make an eye contact with her asshole? 
<laughs> like it's it, i'll look over and i'm like why <laughs> like yeah thor's real fluffy so i don't really have that problem with him can you stop bumping into my mic it's it's rude it does happen with spooky though yeah hey, hey buddy buddy i love you so much but it's it's time for you to go get out Okay. One last thing before we get started. I have a theory about people that are allergic to cats. Okay. I don't think that they're really allergic. I think they're lying because they don't like cats. <laughs> and they just don't want me to be happy. And by they, I mean my dad and Ty. cat but my dad is allergic and then i was like oh well when i grow up i'll have a husband in my own house and we'll have a cat and my dad was like fine you do that and i'll be damned if i don't fucking find a man and he's like eh, i'm allergic it's really not allergic honestly. you just don't like cats and you don't want me to be happy <laughs> get one of those like special hairless cats um i would but there's a lot that goes into that number one they're like thousands of dollars number two you have to have your house like vet. you have to put in an application for them yeah. and then people have to come to your house and like vet your home you gotta really want a cat and then like, real bad since they don't have any fucking fur you have to like clean their ears oh. three or four times a week because shit gets in there and they need sunscreen and they need sunscreen and sweater i'm not equipped for that maybe i want a cat because cats are pretty self-sufficient that is true they are I don't want a cat that is very high maintenance. <laughs> like, that's fair. I want a cat that's plotting my death somewhere in a closet and I can't find him for three weeks. <laughs> like, yeah. I do think they have, like, hypoallergenic cats, though. That I think have they do. Hair. Ty just doesn't like cats, I don't think, either. But his mom, okay. like, well, when he was little, like, growing up, his mom had, like, three cats because she didn't give a fuck that he was allergic. <laughs> she, That's cold. He was like, and that's why we won't have cats, because my mom was like, get wrecked. <laughs> She said, I do not give a shit. She said, there's four children in this house. I can't accommodate all of you. <laughs> I love her so much. She's like my favorite person. <laughs> Pretty bold to have four children and three cats, though. Four children, three cats, some chickens, some goats, some dogs. They had it's a casual. lot going on. It's ca I want it's it. Good. I want that life. <laughs> Okay. Oh, sorry. It's me. It's my turn. We did tails. Okay. Sorry. I was like, when's Brenda going to start? It's your turn. <laughs> That's why I said, tell me a story. Okay. So we're going to flashback. We're getting in our little time Ooh. machine. It's 1808. Oh, it's 1809. Yeah. Sorry. I can't read. <laughs> and Immediately off to a good start. <laughs> it's 1809 and we are in Pearlberg, Germany. Um, that is just west of Berlin. Saying that means absolutely nothing to me. I couldn't point to Berlin on a map, but it might mean something to someone. Fun fact. <laughs> I took German for six years and I yeah. started, I signed up for Duolingo so I can actually like start remembering the German that I took for six years. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's really frustrating about having a college degree. Is that like, I didn't retain any of it. I spent thousands of dollars. <laughs> I'm $30,000 in debt and I didn't retain any of it. I'm on YouTube now watching how to like market on social media. I have a Still fucking degree Googling in how to shit. do that. Still Googling shit, yeah. Still go I And then what pisses me off is like, oh, I didn't have to pay the thousands of dollars. I could have just YouTubed it. I could have <laughs> just give, given it a Goog and called it done. 
Anyways, okay. Um, so again, it's 1908. It's 1809. Ah! <laughs> it's 1809, and Benjamin Bathurst and his German courier, um, Herr Krauss. They have stopped in Pearlburg on their way to Hamburg, Prussia. Question. Yes. What is a courier? Uh, like a courier? mail courier? I don't know. Hold on. A courier is a person or organization that delivers a message, package, or letter from one place or person to another place or person. So uh-huh. I'm thinking that, yeah, like he was just his companion to make sure that he like got where he needed to be. Gotcha. Cool. Um, so yeah, they're just uh, traveling along. And gather round, for those of you that are not aware, cars didn't exist in 1809. Um, so <laughs> they're... <laughs> They're traveling by, like, a horse-drawn carriage, and it's been a pretty long and exhausting trip. <laughs> yeah, sounds like it. Yeah. Um, not to mention that Europe, at this time, everybody's beefing with everybody, so there's, like, fucking wars all over the place. <laughs> Europe is still beefing with everybody. No, that's fair. I don't feel like there's actively as many wars. I'm, I could be wrong, though. England is always beefing with somebody. <laughs> wow, that's because... They're angry. I don't know what they're so angry about. They wanted... I know what they're angry about. They wanted to conquer the world, and the world said no. Small island. Big ambition. Yeah. It's just a little bit too much. They needed to readjust their expectations. Um, I love you, Dad. Themselves. By the way. <laughs> I just thought I'd throw that out there. <laughs> um, so, we're going to do a little bit of backstory. I miss Martin and classes and sessions. So, um, Learn me. Yes, so Bathurst was pretty highfalutin uh, English diplomat. Ooh. Yeah, he was the son of Henry Bathurst. Now, I want to pause for a second. Go ahead. What were you going to say? Your finger's up like you have something to say. Yeah, highfalutin is one of my favorite words that you use. Do other people not say that? I have never heard any... Spooky, do not get behind this computer. You are a bad cat. You're a... If you unplug anything, I'm going to put you on Craigslist. Your camera's tilted and <laughs> your camera's moving. <laughs> Are we okay? I don't know. He's just back there with all the wires. I can see him. Oh, oh God. Um, I'm going to put him on Craigslist. I don't think I've ever heard anybody else use the term highfalutin. Okay, so let me give a definition then. I don't want to be using it and people not... <laughs> Oh, I mean, I feel like I'm talking about. I feel like I've picked up on what it meant, but it's my favorite word. Okay, so I, I oh, my parent, my mom's always said highfalutin. Like my grandma says it and stuff, and I thought it was like a made-up word because I kind of nailed it. Like people didn't think it, but you can Google it. It's a word. People, it's like a phrase. Highfalutin. Mm-hmm. I've learned how to spell it the other day too. So highfalutin. Um, it basically means, like, pompous or pretentious. So, or it's got, like, an actual definition on Google. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's not just a southern thing or whatever it is. Like, so, yeah. Um, Sp- spooky. What is your... Hello? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the TikTok. <laughs> Can you go away? He said, no, I want to love you this morning. I God, I love that cat so much, but 
He do be making your life hard. He tries to die on you for no reason. <laughs> like, Literally. He just fucks with your computer while you're trying to record. Yeah, you're that cat life is hard. unreasonably expensive. Do you know how much a big bag of his food is? No. Ballpark it, is it for me. For the large bag of his food, mm-hmm. $99. Holy fuck! <laughs> fuck you, that cat be dead. I'm paying him 99 Fuck you! <laughs> You can eat them. No. That is too much. For the like, smaller bag, it's like 57. How many pounds is that? It's like 17 pounds versus I think like 6.6 6 to 7 pounds. Fuck you. It's so... He's such an expensive... You're paying $100 for a 17 pound bag of cat food? Oh, yeah. Hold on. I'm about to, I'm not good at math, but I'm about to do some math. Hold on. So if we take $100, let's just say an even 100. Okay. And then what? How I'm trying to figure out how much that is per pound. So what, you divide it by 17? Mm-hmm. You're paying five eighty-eight a pound. Yeah. What the it's fuck? It's very expensive. Girl, we pay $50 for a 25-pound bag, and I thought that that was ripping us off. He yeah, is a very- $2 a pound. He's a very expensive cat. That cat be dead. And that I is wouldn't not, be able to take care of him. That is not including the three grand that we had to spend, collect, spend collectively to keep him alive. For fuck's sake. Because cats are assholes. They just like, they're like, oh, I think I'm going to go die somewhere now. Thanks. And they like rapidly deteriorate and they don't let you know. <laughs> like, fuck. Yeah. He um, actively let me know. He was like, yo, something is fucking amiss. He was like, I am not going to die today, bitch. No. Yeah, so. Thankfully, That's he's a good, very social, <laughs> social boy. But yeah, He was like, mom, mom, mom. He's a very expensive boy. He's a very, yeah. very expensive boy. They are expensive. Well, like, okay, when they're just, when they're not dying, they're very easy to maintain. But then, then you get attached and they decide they're going to die at like two years old. And you're like, no. Uh, see, no, that's you're what not. I... Listen, we let these creatures... I'm gonna get back to our story. Give me just a second. But we let these little creatures, these weird-looking fuckers into our house. They get to live here rent-free. We pay for their food. We pay for their living. They get toys all the time. The treats are just overflowing. And then 10 years later, they just fucking die. Yeah. They give you nothing in return. I just... Except for love and joy. Yeah, they give me love and joy, but they're not paying rent. (laughs) I mean, you know, children are kind of the same way. Well, I think children are parasites, so. I also think that by definition, they're kind of STDs, let me explain. Children are sexually transmitted and they never go away. Yeah. It's an STD. Somebody, my teacher in high school told me that, and I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to internalize that, not have them until I'm 100. We love all of our pets, and I love my child dearly. <laughs> oh, I love all of our pets, and, my, and your child Disclaimer. as well. I don't have a child. But I think children are, uh, I think they're parasites. By definition, I think pregnancy is like a parasite infestation. Oh, it's real weird. Yeah. It's real weird. I'm just saying, like, the that's weird. the, it's a baby, and then it's like feeding off of your nutrients, because you're the host. That, by definition, makes it a parasite. It's true. It's true, and it moves around in there. It's real weird. 
I uh, I want to be a mom. <laughs> Not today, though. So back to uh, Bathurst <laughs> and his highfalutin self. Yes. So he is the son of Henry Bathurst. I want to pause here for a minute. All of the research said that at first he's the son of Henry Bathurst. And then later mm -hmm. on, it's going to say that a relative, Henry Bathurst, sent him on this trip. Why didn't they just say his dad? Why they say, uh, his relative, Henry. It's his dad. Ooh. I mean, by definition, yes, he is a relative, but, like, yeah. that, it's weird. <laughs> Just say dad. Anyways, <laughs> it was throwing me off. I was like, a relative? That's his dad. That's his father. <laughs> what? Um, so, yeah, his dad was Henry Bathurst. He was a bishop of Norwick, and um, Benjamin had a pretty easy time securing a pretty cushy and successful career by the age of 25. Okay. Word. I mean, because his dad was, like, already into politics and stuff, and so he yeah. was like, I'm just gonna slide on in there that usually helps yeah for sure nepotism is a thing um so to put this like into context so he is 25 at the time of this story and like mm -hmm. we're 24 and 25 right now so like spoiler alert could you imagine going missing right now Like, I think about things, like, when I'm listening to true crime cases and stuff, like, and they're like, oh, she was 22, or, or they were 23, or whatever, like, I'm like, I am older than that. Like, that this be like, if this was happening, like, could I, I couldn't handle that right now. Like, I try to put it into context of, like, mm -hmm. that's how old I am. <laughs> like, yeah. And there you were dealing with that, and, like, I could have done that. Um, anyways. So, we're gonna, okay. I'm gonna back up. England and France are having it out. They are okay. not happy with each other. That's right. They're arguing. I think a lot of it is because Napoleon was, like, overcompensating for his shortcomings in life. But I'm... <laughs> I wrote in the badumts into my notes. <laughs> Boo. Booing me or Napoleon? Uh, both. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> I really don't know, like, the specifics about it, but there was a war going on, so things were, like, not good. Um, Henry Bathurst was now the pro-tempro uh, Secretary of Foreign Affairs. I think pro-tempro means temporary. That sounds right. Okay. Um, and he sent O. Benny Boy to Austria, and he's like, you need to speak with um, the Emperor Fr Francis I. And so Benjamin's like, okay, I'll go talk to that guy in Austria. And he's, like, basically there to, like, kiss ass with Austria and make sure that, like, England and Austria are still good. And he's also nice. there to convince, oh, Emperor Francis that he needs to go to war with France. Oh, war. Yeah. So um, in April of 1809, Austria does that. They do go to war with France. However, uh, that's pretty short-lived because France is like, bitch, you need to sit the <laughs> fuck down. And they force Austria out of Vienna and they whoop their asses so bad that Austria sues them for peace. They're like, we're done. We don't want to do this anymore. We're out. What, so, what a move. And that was in July. So they went to war in April. You. By Yeah, by July, we're suing them for peace. Bold. Love it. Yeah. So, uh, this is about the time that Ben is, uh, Benjamin is like, we should probably get out of Austria and, like, go back to England. <laughs> like, it's time to go. Um, so he and Krauss decide that it's best to take, like, the long way, um, north to Hamburg and sail home to England from there. Because, yeah. like, they're going to avoid the most conflict, basically. Yeah. 
because it's 1809 and war is everywhere and it's like the wild west in germany i'm learning that like the wild west doesn't just apply to like the american wild west everywhere was the wild west up until like 1985 yeah that sounds right yeah um, that tracks yeah so and like in germany where we're at there's like bandits you know that are roaming the woods and whatnot and there's soldiers that are like trying to find their way after the war and like many of an unsavory character that are just roaming about so just keep that in nice. the back of your noggin there's people about that are not good um mm. so they were kind of just worried that something was going to happen they were even so worried that they were traveling under aliases okay it's like they didn't want them to know that they were like english he was like an english diplomat because yeah. like tensions were high <coughs> <coughs> and um uh but yeah that kind of concludes our history lesson there will not be a quiz and i'm not taking questions thank you perfect so back to the story um bathurst and kraus they reached pearlberg on november 25th and mm -hmm. their plan was to swap their horses uh on their carriage get some food and like hit the road again okay so they go and they decide to have dinner at the white swan which is this like nearby inn um and they were like since we're here we'll get a couple of rooms for like a few hours and we'll just hang out while mm -hmm. like we wait for our horses to be changed now i i have a problem already okay they had to swap their horses and so what i what i what because I, I was under the understanding that like it's like uh, the carriage is like your vehicle so like these, these are your horses mm -hmm. so then when they said they had to swap them i was like they're just leaving their own horses behind and then i was like well maybe it wasn't their horses maybe back then it was like a system where like you just grabbed new horses and you just left horses places and then i was like we're just gonna take these horses from their homes and leave <laughs> them somewhere else the fuck it's kind of rude like, that's fucked up yeah so i don't really know how that worked out but it was weird to me that they were like swapping them that implies that the other ones are getting left there. Like, where did yeah. they cut? How do they get home? I don't like that. I don't know. History is weird. I don't understand how we made it to today. So, anyways, um, Bathurst, he's, like, hanging out in his room. He's supposedly writing a shit ton of letters. Okay. And he, like, writes in his room for hours. Okay. Okay. And um, at about 9 p.m., the inn workers come in, and they're like, yo. Your horse is about ready. We're about to, like, load him up on the carriage. And they're like, great. Uh, so, Bitty Boy, he grabs his stuff, and he throws all the letters that he spent three to four hours writing straight into the fire that was in his room, and he goes out to the carriage. Okay. I don't sometimes, know why he set them on fire. Hey, you know, sometimes you just gotta, like, get the emotions out and then burn Maybe. It. Maybe. I don't he had know. A lot to, he, got a, he had a lot on his mind. I mean, that's fair. Whatever he needs to do, I guess, for his mental health. Um, but he's on his way out to the carriage, and Krause is, like, right behind him. Oh, okay. Um, now, this is where things are going to take a turn. Let me take a sip of my Ooh. coffee. So, Benjamin, he gets to the carriage, and he, like, makes his way around the horses to the other side of the carriage from Krause. Now, Krause... After this, after, like, being questioned and stuff, he's, like, 98% sure he watched Bathurst get into the carriage. 
Um, but then okay. Krauss goes to get into the carriage himself, and like Bathurst isn't there. And he's like, hmm, okay, like, I totally watched you get into the carriage. So, like, where'd you go, buddy? Um, <laughs> Feeling kind of gaslit right now? Yeah. Um, so, there were only seconds between, like, Bathurst going around the horses and, like, supposedly getting into the carriage and, like, Krauss getting into the carriage. Like, he was right behind him. Yeah. And, um, but still, like, Bathurst just disappeared. Just, like, poof, he's gone. Okay. And that's... That's kind of the disappearance. Goodbye. That's the end of the pod. <laughs> like, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but it is important to remember that they were, like, traveling under aliases. Like, no one even realized that, like, an English diplomat was missing at first Ooh. because they were, like, traveling under different names. Um, Good. So, again, we're a little worried. There's, like, bandits and shit around. And, um, like I said... It didn't really, like, garner a lot of excitement or, like, attention because they were traveling under aliases. Yeah. So, um, basically, it takes them, like, three weeks to even notify his family that he's missing because, like, back then they didn't have telephones and they didn't have telephones. Hello? <laughs> Who says that anymore? <laughs> like, they didn't have, like, telephones any way to really communicate automobiles. it. Automobiles. Um... So, basically, they didn't find out until Krauss was able to get to Hamburg, get on a boat, and get to England to let somebody Oof. know. Yeah. Imagine, so. like, the stress in that drive or ride. Yeah. Like, just just imagine. Pookie, you are And it takes so long. It's not like the 15-minute drive to go, like, tell somebody, hey, so-and-so's missing. Like, it's, like, weeks. <laughs> like, it took him three and weeks just, to get there. Just sitting there twiddling your thumbs, like, how the fuck am I going to, how am I going to say this? What, what am I going to do? Oh, the anxiety. I couldn't handle that. <laughs> um, so in December, Bathurst, you know, his dad, he's like, I got to go talk to this uh, foreign secretary, Richard Well Wellesley. Um, I got to go talk to him about my son disappearing. I couldn't read it. My cat just full and like put his tail like as a little mustache. I love that. As your he mustache? Like, yes. He like... Ah! <laughs> Uh, sir sir <laughs> um from here though his wife is also like oh i'm i'm going to prussia you can eat them i'm gonna go look for my husband so she gets to prussia and she's Prost like her. i'm giving out i'm giving out 500 big ones to anybody that's got any info and uh back at that time that was probably a lot of money <laughs> what i'm talking about that's a lot of money now somebody be like i'll give you 500 dollars. i'm like fucking lay it on me <laughs> Um, so, what is with the mustache? <laughs> I, don't, I don't... His tail looks like a little, like, tentacle. Like, it, when there's, when you can't see that it's attached to a cat, it looks like a little, like, alien arm. It like, meow. Can you get out of here? Um, so, yeah, his wife, um, Phyllida, she gets there and she's like, 500 big ones to anybody that's got, like, actual credible information about my husband. Well, honestly, like, a, a G, a boss. Uh, honestly. However, though, they do have to, like, take the reward down, like, a couple days later. Oh. Because, um, like, 
with anything, people are trash. And there were many hoaxes and there were many people that were like, we found him and like didn't find him um, at all. Yeah, rip. So they were just like, no, that's not worth it. And that happens even still today, like and on a bigger scale today, like people, I don't know, conning people out of money when their loved ones are missing. Like, it's just disgusting, really. Yeah. Very bad. Don't do that. Yeah, don't fucking do that. And if you do do that, take a long fucking hard look in the mirror and ask yourself why you're trash. Yeah. And then go to fucking therapy, you idiot. <laughs> yeah, so, um, I don't know. They get there. The authorities are, like, looking for him. Um, this Captain Von Klitzing. Okay. Okay, yeah, he had been put in charge of the investigation. He notified of his disappearance, and, um, I don't know, he immediately, like, mobilized the troops and was like, we're looking for this man. Now. Love it. I didn't ever find him. That's why we're here. Okay. <laughs> uh, but on the 26th, the river, um, Stepanitz, Stef- you took German, S-T-E-P-E-N-I-T-Z. That. Um, that river was dragged, and, like, when you say dragged, like, they're searching the river. Yeah. Um, no, they just insulted it over and over again. You <laughs> stinky <laughs> river. roasted it. You smelled like shit, and your fish are ugly. <laughs> uh. Uh. Wait, is that even water? Is that even water? Why is your shit murky? <laughs> Why are you so murky? Gross. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm sure you're a beautiful river. Um, I don't know if it was a beautiful river or not, but on the 27th of November, it's two days later, they find um, Bathurst's coat. It's very valuable for a coat. It's very fancy. Again, I say he was very highfalutin. Um, mm-hmm. And this coat was probably worth like two or three hundred Prussian dollars. T-H-A-L-E-R-S. Um it's like Prussian money. So, in case people weren't aware, I saw this video on TikTok the other day. Hold on, I just have to like sidebar. This man went to Canada and this woman was like she was like we only take like Canadian money. And he was like no, you t-, he was like this is $5 for my coffee. She said so that is American money. We only take Canadian money. And he was like, yeah. so my money doesn't work here? Like, all money is money. And she's like, no. Disagree. America has their own currency. We have our own currency. We cannot accept your money. And he was like, being a Chad or whatever they're called. And yeah. was just like pissed <laughs> that she wouldn't take his money. And I was like, what? A country? What? Like, are Americans, and I'm from, I am an American, but, like, are we really, does, are we, do, to the rest of the world, do we really look so self-centered that, like, we don't even know that, like, other countries have their own currency? Honestly, I don't think it's so much, like, oh, other people have other currencies. I think it's more, ah, I am American, and therefore my currency supersedes all other currencies oh okay so we're just assholes yes so i think it's the same thing as like everyone should speak english it's like that same no 
Now, I think if you're going to a country, like if I'm going to Mexico for my honeymoon, I'm going to be Duolingo in some Spanish. I ain't going down there not knowing how to ask for shit. I yeah. think that, like, when you're going to a foreign country, and I do recognize that English is the hardest language to learn. It is, for sure. I don't even know how to speak it, and I am a native speaker. <laughs> so, I get it. I'm not knocking anybody for not speaking English. That is your prerogative. I'm not expecting anybody to. Just personally, I feel like when I'm going to another country, I would like to know a little bit of the language of, like, the country that I'm going to, I think. Just yeah. so that way I can be aware of, like, what's going on around. Like, I think it's, like, a respect thing, personally. Like, you yeah. should just out of respect of that culture, but that's just me. I understand that it's very difficult to learn English. You can't just, like... I mean, you probably can Duolingo it, but it's probably hard as fuck. So, yeah, like, yeah, I, I think... am not knocking anybody. I know that those people try those people that sounded horrible i know that people that come to this country try very hard to learn english and that sort of thing like i get yeah. it it's very difficult i have i'm very proud of you guys <laughs> yes uh but yeah no i think it's very much that same like idea of like oh like i'm going into another country and like obviously everybody should just speak english because that is the most important language and it's like well no <laughs> i saw one too this lady was talking about it was a tiktok this guy was in class and i guess he was like on zoom with his teacher and she was like well the language of business is english <laughs> and he was like yeah but like this 7-eleven they were okay the conversation was that like uh, this lady couldn't get hired she was like i was discriminated against at the 7-eleven because i'm not bilingual and they wouldn't hire me and they're discriminating against me because i'm not bilingual and the kid was like no you're not qualified for the position. Yes. You're not being discriminated against. Like, you're just underqualified. And she was mm -hmm. like, well, English is the language of business, so I shouldn't have to be bilingual. And he was like, yes, okay, this is a community gas station, and the people in this community speak Spanish. So you yeah. should know how to speak Spanish so you can communicate with this community that you are working in. And she was like, no, that's discrimination and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you need to Google what the word discrimination means, my girl. Like, you're an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's also just like... You're like, underqualified. When I'm looking at positions and they're like, like, bilingual is a, a requirement or whatever, I, I generally don't apply because well, see, i know that i am not bilingual <laughs> i also generally don't apply because i'm not bilingual but when i see those i'm like ah i should work on being bilingual yes i should do that there's a whole like there are whole groups of people that like i can't communicate with and i like to talk to people yeah i should be learning different languages that's what i'm saying that's what's up let's do that anyways I'm trying sorry. to relearn the language i already spent six years learning supposedly no that's fair um i took french in high school and i realized it would have been a more beneficial to take spanish and b i probably would have retained a little bit more if it was spanish i took spanish in college didn't retain anything so my biggest l is the fact that i took hindi for four years and remember almost none of it because if you don't use it, you lose it. Uh, yeah. And the thing switched, about... And then I switched from Hindi to German. The thing about languages and, like, learning a language is that, like, you do have to speak it regularly. Like, you... Yeah. I need to be... Like, well, you need to be practicing, like, with your husband and, like, talking to your friend. Like, <coughs> that's hard to do when nobody else is learning the language as well. Yeah. But I could just start yelling at Thai and Spanish, and that could be really fun for me. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. <laughs> so... I might be doing that. I'll keep you guys updated. Could be a good time. 
Um, yeah, so like I said, on the 27th, they uh, found his jacket. It was worth quite a lot of money. and mm-hmm. Or his coat. Sorry, it's not a jacket. The coat. Um, and there is a difference between a jacket and a coat. Yeah. Yeah. For those of you that don't know, there's a difference. Anyways. There is. They found it, though. It was hidden in, like, this, like, outhouse um, by this family that, like, I don't know, this family that owned it. And um, there's not, like, a whole lot of explanation as to, like, how it got there. There's, like, several theories that, like, maybe some workers, like, stole it and, like, hid it because they were going to sell it. But then, like, nobody ever sold it. But they did find it two days later. So maybe they didn't have time to sell it. Like. Okay. I think maybe somebody just took it from him, like, out of his room or something maybe. But, like, I don't know. It's questionable at best. Um, on the 16th of December, so like a few, a couple weeks later, these women, it says two old women, which I'm like, well, that's rude. rude. <laughs> but these women are out there. They're like scavenging and they're doing their thing in the woods and um, they come across his pantaloons. Oh. Now, okay. the weird thing about these pants is that they had... Um, they found a note in the pocket of his pants. Let me see if I can find what the note said. Um, let me go to a different tab. Hold on. While I'm looking... Oh, for fuck's sake, I'm clicking on the wrong thing. Hello? Um, so, while they're, um, they're like, looking at these pants, they're like, hmm, there's not any blood on these pants, but it's weird that there's two bullet holes in these pants, and there's not okay. any blood on them. Um, that is weird. Okay, so um, the note that was in his pocket, though, also read, um, in danger, surrounded by enemies, and it was, like, addressed to his wife. Okay. Um, and so it's, like, like super weird. The note is super weird. It was, like, in his handwriting, and, like I said, addressed to his wife. Um, mm-hmm. And it's weird that there were bullet holes in his pants, but there wasn't any blood on the pants. So what that... Very what strange. They, well, what they're thinking is that, like, the bullet holes were put there after his pants were taken from him. And, like, what would be the point in that? Like, I've been thinking about this a lot, and I'm like, what? Like, what are we trying to, like... Because uh, to me, it's it's supposed to be, like, a red herring, I guess. Like, they didn't mm-hmm. really shoot him, but we're trying to make it look like we shot him. Like, what? Yeah. What is the red herring? Like, you shot him in the leg. Like, what are we... What are we ta- What are we trying to do? Yeah, that's real weird. Also, when you shoot somebody, there's normally blood... Yeah. We didn't think this plan through all the way. Would have been just easier to shoot him in the leg. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, that's what I'm saying. It would have looked more realistic with the blood. Yeah. Because you actually shot him in the leg. Um, I don't know. That's all they really find, though, for like 40 years. <laughs> um, There's not any leads. Like I said, lots of things come in. They're oh, hoaxes. Okay. They're bad information. They're not true. Like... They just don't find anything plausible. Now, in 1852, um, they're demolishing this house um, in Pearlburg, and it's probably roughly, like, 300 feet. <laughs> like, it's right <laughs> next to the inn, basically. It's, like, around the corner. And um, they're demolishing it, and they uncover uh, skeletal remains. Okay. And it's 1852, so they call mm-hmm. Bathurst's sister, and they're like, "Hey, can you come? Uh, can you come? Can you come to Pearlburg and um, try to identify this skull that we found?" That seems now, like a tough ask. 
she gets there and she's like, I have, um, after looking at it and after seeing the skull, um, I cannot identify whether or not this was my brother's skull. And I'm like, yeah, because you've never seen what your brother's fucking skull looks like. What are we doing? Also, I feel like they all look pretty the similar. Same. Like, she was never going to be able to identify him that way. Yeah, I'm going to level with you. If somebody was like, hey, can you identify your husband but only by his skull i'd be like and i'm not saying his head no i tuck in his skull <laughs> like no i cannot that looks like a i human will skull. not be able to do that i don't know i'd be like how big is the skull because it might be ties <laughs> <laughs> he got a big head <laughs> big head um uh, but tell me why yes. I have the exact same thought <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, it's kind of big. I mean, if it's a very large skull, it might be my husband. I don't know. <laughs> could be. I mean, could you, like, bowl with it? Like, it might be him. Like, I don't know. Is it dripping kidding. with sass? Then, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Is it mean mugging you? It might be my <laughs> husband. <laughs> Does it look like the skull of somebody who would bully you? Yeah, it's probably my husband. <laughs> Does it look like the skull of someone that drank a lot of beer in his 20s? <laughs> Are we just attacking our husbands now? <laughs> like, is yeah. this just a roast? Like, Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, we love them very much. And I'm not so married, much. but we will be someday. So he's my, I do. my I pending so husband. <laughs> I called Ty. I don't know if you remember this, but I used to call Ty before we were dating. Because I was like, it took me three seconds to like fall in love with him <laughs> and um so i was ready to date him right off the bat i had had a lot of uh not great experiences with the um male species and mm-hmm. up until ty and i was very much ready for somebody to come into my life so when he did i was like yes let's do this and he he's dating to marry and i that's appreciated because like everybody else i was talking to at the time was not dating to marry they weren't dating at all actually mm-hmm. But they made me think that we were because we were picking out decorations for your new apartment and we were hanging out every night and we were getting dinner, but we weren't dating. Yeah. Anyways. How did you think that you were dating? Yeah. The audacity of me. Um, Honestly. So Ty was just like taking it slow. Like, and I very much appreciate it. He was like, you know, I, you know, I'm not just looking to fuck around. Like I, you know, really want to make sure the next person I'm dating is like who I want to marry. And I'm like, okay, I can respect that. Like you're, you know gotta do what's best for you i get it so for a really long time i say a really long time it was a couple of months i guess i called him my pending boyfriend <laughs> like it's pending he can't decide if that's what he wants to do or not so <laughs> we're gonna give him a minute it's pending just you know and i've been waiting for us to get engaged so i can call him my pending husband but <laughs> <laughs> pending anyways um yeah uh but that's kind of it they are able to find him. The skull um, was fractured in the back. Like, he maybe had, like, a big blow to the head. Um, mm. But there was no way to conclusively prove that the remains were Bathurst. Now, I'm not sure where those remains are today. Um, okay. And I'm also not sure with them being, like, 150 years old. <laughs> like, 200 years old. If, like, you could even identify them with DNA or anything. Like, I don't know Yeah. Uh, the science behind that. But... Like, they weren't able to identify him ever conclusively because, like, DNA didn't exist back then. So, yeah. 
we'll just never know if that body was Bathurst or not. I don't know. Um, now we are going to get into a couple of theories. Um, because like, I don't know. Some people think like, oh, it's a mystery. Like something mm-hmm. paranormal happened because he does seem to just vanish in thin air. So a lot of the speculation is maybe that it was like spooky ooky. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of other people are like, no, nah, he was just, he was just murdered and we didn't have the technology to prove his murder. Yeah. Does that feel more likely? Yes. Is it more fun to talk about the other stuff? Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, um, the most popular theory is that the French had him murdered. Oh, okay. Now, this makes was- sense to me because he was in Austria stirring the pot. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, so uh, that makes that that could check out for me. Mm-hmm. Um, the issue with this is that, like, number one, his wife gives two fucks. She does not care about anything in the world but finding her husband. In the middle of a war, she a is like... Coach. I'm going to talk to Napoleon. And she does. She said, I'm going to ask this man what happened to my husband. And so she gets a meeting with Napoleon. She's looking him in the eye. She's got a squat. And um, she's looking this man in the face. (laughs) And she's like, where's my man? And he's like, ma'am, I don't know anything about the disappearance of your husband, but I will help you look for him. So, like, Napoleon gave, like, money and stuff to help to look for this guy and, like, assisted them. Mm -hmm. Um. So it does, that does kind of make me think it's not the French, but like what better way to make somebody think you didn't kidnap and murder someone than to assist in the search. Plus lots of killers like to help. Mm -hmm. Yes. Very true. Just saying. Very true. Um, yeah, but the issue is that like, I don't know, they wouldn't have known that like he wasn't. Uh, like it, it would it would have had to be in like a crime of opportunity almost like they mm-hmm. they or or somebody had to be watching him yeah because how are they gonna know that he was like getting around the side of the carriage and like that's the right time to grab him unless they were watching him or somebody was saw it as like it took the opportunity they could have also just been stalking him loki and just waiting yeah, for the perfect moment no that's fair um but the French government was pretty pissy because there was, like, this English paper that was, like, they wrote in the paper, they were like, uh, the French fucking kidnapped and murdered him, basically. And France was like, no, the fuck we didn't. <laughs> in their paper. Um, and they said, let me read it to you. They said, um, quote, England alone, among all civilized nations, has renewed the example of paying assassins and encouraging crimes. It appears by accounts... Wait, it appears by the accounts from Berlin that Mr. Bathurst was deranged in his mind. This is the this is the custom for the British cabinet to give their <laughs> diplomatic missions to the most foolish and senseless persons the nation produces. The English diplomatic court is the only one in which examples of madness are common. <laughs> Roasting them. Damn. Um and that brings what us to a roast. Our- yeah, they were like, no, sir, you suck. Jeez. The English diplomatic corps is the only one in which examples of madness are common. Damn. Absolutely. In their paper. Absolutely wrecked. Ooh. <laughs> um, so that does bring us to our next theory, though, that he had a mental breakdown. Um, and that's kind of what they're leading to that, you know, 
people in Berlin were saying that he was kind of losing it. And I can almost maybe agree. Um, he was super paranoid. He was mm-hmm. like, people are watching me. Like, he's constantly in danger. Like, he was a very paranoid guy. Yeah. And they're traveling under aliases because he was so paranoid. They were going out of their way to, like, go north and avoid, like, main cities and stuff because, like, they're yeah. paranoid. And I get it. You're in the middle of a war. You just tried to get Austria to start a war with France. It didn't go it. well. It didn't go well. So I can understand being a little scared. Yeah. Um, And it's thought that maybe, like, he disappeared on his own accord. Now... I don't think that that happens as often as, like, people want you to think that that happens. Yeah, true. Typically, people don't just walk away from their entire lives. And back then, it was very easy to do so. I think you just hop town and change your name and nobody found you. Nowadays, it's not so easy just to, like, disappear yeah. like that. But back then, I'm sure it wasn't easy. So maybe that is a possibility that he did do that. Um, however... Um, all of his, like, guns and stuff were in the carriage. And he had, like, left behind his winter coat and, like... It was mere seconds, like, mm-hmm. for him to disappear. Like He'd have had to have broken it out of the parking lot. Yeah, he had to <laughs> been like Naruto running into the into the woods, yes. like sprinting. Like, Ugh. so I don't know. The other part that leads me to believe that maybe he was having a mental breakdown is like he wrote all those letters. He spent three four hours writing those letters and then set them on fire. That's true. Which that is true. I go to therapy and my therapist says that like doing that can be helpful to just like get it out mm-hmm. and then get rid of it. But like he wasn't going to therapy. You know what I mean? Like ain't nobody telling yeah. him. And maybe and I'm not saying people didn't write their feelings down and then burn them back then. I'm sure it happened just as often as it happens today, but Mm-hmm. It feels maybe like it was more secretive information and that he didn't want people to know it. But then, like, why'd you write it down? Yeah. You literally didn't have to put it on paper. Maybe he, like, thought he was going to share it and then, like, got done and was like, you know what? On second thought, never mind. <laughs> maybe they aren't suspicious letters at all. He just kept, like, fucking up his spelling and crossing it out. And then he didn't like the way it looked on the page. So he had to start the whole thing over again. You know what <laughs> I'm like, talking God, about? Fucking, never mind. <laughs> Jesus. And he, he threw that one away. He actually only walked out with one copy of the letter that he was supposed to have, and it was the cleanest copy. <laughs> it was just that note that said, like, enemies surrounded, and he just could qu- could not quite get it right. He just couldn't figure out how he wanted to word it. It was like, oh, I do not like how I wrote that T. Let me um, uh, scrap the whole thing. Fuck it. Fuck. I'm gonna try again. This one's too oh, wordy. Spelled Philida's name wrong. Shit. I gotta start over. Oh, fuck. Um, yeah, I don't know. So possible he could have had that but um the english were saying like i don't know we're saying that like the reports of him being kind of deranged were wrong and like not Mm -hmm. true and blah blah so like we don't really know if he was deranged or not but possibly yeah um but that's kind of it for that theory it's just the idea that he like walked away from his life i don't think that that's it yeah it rarely ever is but yeah. Mm. I mean, it, 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 as people, like, and I'm not talking, like, now it's hard to do because you'd have to have a social security number, a passport, a mm-hmm. license. You have to have a birth certificate. You have to have, like, a paper trail that you've been a person existing. Like, it's incredibly yeah. hard to do and expensive, I would think, um, mm-hmm. nowadays. But back then, though it may be easy to just jump ship and go to a different town and change your name, you still have, like, 
family, like human yeah. connections with people. Like a, a lot of people can't just cut ties. Yeah. For sure. And never speak to their wife again, never speak to their family again. And he is accustomed to a certain standard of living. That's kind of my thing is like, he's a fancy man. A very, mm-hmm. His coat costs two or three hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Like, he he wasn't gonna make it. I don't. Th- He's not gonna make it in the woods. This yeah. man probably never been in the woods a day in his life. Valid. Unless he was in the military, and maybe he was in the military, and I missed that somewhere. He might have been in the woods then. But a lot of people have like mentioned that maybe it's kind of spooky ooky that he disappeared. Okay. Yeah. Um, a lot of people think that maybe, um, he was the victim of, like, Vittens. I don't know. They're telepathic, invisible creatures that rule mankind. Now, I'm not sure if that's a real theory or if that's just something that was written in a book because it says, like, science fiction writers have, like, I don't know, they've written several ideas as to what could have happened, I guess. Um, but I think the main theory is that he slipped into, like, a parallel universe. Oh, Or, like, a different plane, maybe. Well, okay, maybe it is that casual. Hold on. Because if we go all the way back to Ep 1, where we discussed the stairs in the woods, woods. yeah, um, that guy did just, uh, I mean, in that story, hypothetically, did just slip into a different plane for like five years and thought he was only gone for 15 minutes. That is true. Yeah. So, and it, I mean, and it, it, it seems like it is that easy when you stumble across, like, the entrance yeah. or whatever you want to call it, for, like, lack of a better word. Uh, um, foreshadowing, maybe he no-clipped. What is that? Oh, we'll get into it. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's kind of thought that maybe he, like, time-traveled or, like, slipped into a parallel universe. Okay. Um, I kind of get behind that. There's a Bertram Chandler novel uh, where the author says that it's possible that he fell into a crack between the universes, um, which is like, it's like, like, I I don't know. It's like the vacuum um, without any matter except people and like other beings and they, who had fallen there earlier and they were like suffocated instantly. Oh, what a way to go. So. Romantic. Well, I, I mean, I really think if I'm going to suffocate instantly, at least you're gone. I mean, yeah, I was. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about death. It's gonna come when it comes, and I'll be dead. So what's it matter to me? Honestly, yeah. <laughs> like, as long as it's not like long and drawn out, I think it'll be good. No, pull the plug on my ass. Don't leave me yeah. sitting in there. Like, I told Ty, uh, uh-uh. You fucking pull the plug on me. Um, there's also been like some tales of like spirits that kind of like led him away and shielded him. Um. Okay. Like, from the world around him. Interesting. I don't know. Or, like, she, like, hid him, like, made him invisible, kind of, I guess. So people That's kind of cool. Yeah, that is kind of cool. But, like, what would be the Probably point? Probably very scary. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes we do that to the dogs. <laughs> we look at them. And we're like, where's Moose? Where is he? Where's the boy? And, like, we look around. We, like, look right at him. We're like, where's the boy? We can't find him. We, like, look all around, and Moose is like, I'm right here. <laughs> like, I'm right here. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> it's fun to uh, fuck with them. <laughs> yeah, I, yesterday, had a really good time um, pretending to, like, full-on have a meltdown in front of my child just to see what she would do. 
Oh, I see those ones where it's like, oh, I pretended to pass out in front of my kid to see what would happen. Is it fucked up that we try to traumatize them? She straight up, like, came up to me and, like, at first she was, like, patting my head and was like, why? Why? Very sweet. By, like, the third time I, like, I tried it, she looked at me and she went, shh. She said, I've given you all the advice that I could give you and you didn't take it, so you need to stop. She said, you're done, actually. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm allowed to openly process my emotions and scream in this house. You are not. Yeah. By by the the cup the last couple of times she was like, "No. no sh- stop." So my stop cousin it. I just thought of this. My cousin is um 9. She's <laughs> in like the 3rd grade. I love her very dearly and I call her I try to call her Tuesdays and uh Fridays after work and just talk <laughs> to her for a little bit on my way home. And I called her the other day and I was like, how was school today? And she was like, it was good. Um, we had like a, like a lockdown drill, like a school shooter drill. And I was Mm -hmm. like, it sucks you had to have that. I'm so sorry. And she was like, no, it was my favorite part of the day. And I was like, the school shooter drill was your favorite part of the day. Do tell me more. And she's like, yeah, you get to sit wherever you want. As long as it's not in front of the window or the door and everybody has to be quiet. And I don't have to listen to anybody speak. like oh you like it when like everybody stops talking she said yeah they're annoying and they just have to shut their mouths while we sit there <laughs> she is like for anybody shit i was like this is the most savage kid i've ever met when she was three i'd had a pixie cut since she was born so she never seen me with like different hair <laughs> when she was three or so i like asked her i was like do you think my hair looks okay she said i think your hair looks ugly all the time uh- <laughs> savage she okay care. i'm gonna go jump off a cliff now like kids are fucking ruthless yeah they like, really are they really, really said are. mommy shh. <laughs> shh stop um but yeah uh other people kind of speculate that maybe he took his own life um it seems okay. kind of like unlikely because you can't hide your own dead body um, yeah, I mean, I guess if he just, like, full sprinted into the woods. I mean, they would have found him. Like, if he... You would think, yeah. You can't hide your own dead body. <laughs> so. Yeah, then, like, how would he hide... Like, he took his pants off, shot his own pants twice, hit his coat yeah. in the outhouse, and and then what? And what for what? <laughs> and again, I... Like, it, I, I don't know. And all of his weapons were still in the carriage. So how did he pantsless? That's off not cliff? the answer. I don't know. That's not the answer. Um, no, I don't believe that. Yeah, some other people though speculate, as always, that it was aliens. Of course, yeah. Which Naturally. I think anything is aliens until proven otherwise. So honestly, could be. Um, could be valid. Um, but yeah, that kind of brings us um to the end of my my story it's either the french or the aliens it's also speculated though that somebody just grabbed him just yoink like a like a bandit or something a group of people somebody just like snatched him and killed him yeah unfortunately and i think that that's maybe most likely i do feel that the body that was probably found was maybe him um but then again 
And people have been killing people for forever. That could have been anybody. Very true. Very, very so. true. And we'll never, uh, we'll never really know. But the rational explanation is that he was taken and murdered. The explanation I like the most is aliens. Personally, I'm here for the, uh, he went into another dimension. I like that. I do like that one as well. Yeah, he just slipped into another dimension. Yes. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Because there's that fourth plane. You know, we've talked about the fourth plane on this podcast, so I think it was the episode one, but like the, Mm -hmm. like something can just grab you out of it. Yeah. And then you're basically gone. Yeah. Because you're in a different plane, different dimension. Absolutely. Um. All right, my guy. Um. Yeah, but that is uh. That's really all I got for you. What do you have for me today? Lay it on me. Yeah. So today we are talking about probably one of my favorite topics. Easily. Yeah. Yes. Um. We are talking about the back rooms. Okay. I've seen this on our list for a really long time, back when we had the content calendar, before we had our momager. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really know what it was, but I think it has something to do with the dark web, and I don't like it. No. I mean, it is, like, it is, like, internet lore. Oh, okay. Uh, but I don't, I don't think it has anything to do with the dark web. Oh, and I hear back room, I think, like, someone's gonna get murdered back there. I mean, yes. How are we not on the dark web then? Well, we're going to get into it. Okay. (laughs) All right. We're going to start with a story from our beloved creepypasta.com. Yes. The story is from ClayKid12345. Creative. Love it. And we're going to do a dramatic reading. Yes. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wait. All right. I need to get ready. Yeah. Okay. I'm ready. It was approximately 12:15 when I entered the Johnson County Community Health Clinic. I was there for an appointment I had set up weeks ago, just a routine checkup. It wasn't a new place for me. I had been there a couple times before. However, the place had an odd nostalgic feel to it, as if it were a location from my childhood or something, and I could never pinpoint exactly what this feeling was or where it came from. As I walked in, an overwhelming feeling of deja vu swept over me. The hum of the flickering fluorescent lights, the white tile flooring, the muted beige paint that colored the walls. I noticed there was a TV mounted in the corner, a smaller flat screen that was playing a short PowerPoint slideshow on a loop of ads and events that were being held by the clinic. I passed the empty waiting area, a small area of the main room with magazines, children's playthings, and blue cushioned chairs and approached the woman at the front desk. She was sitting in her bluish-gray office chair, looking at a spreadsheet on the same Windows XP doc- <laughs> the same Windows XP desktop they've had since 2008. There was a sign-in sheet on the counter in front of me. I have an appointment with Dr. Pebbins, I asked. What time? 12.30, I replied. She began typing something into her keyboard. Ah, yes. Gary Johnston? Mm-hmm. I'll tell the doctor. Please fill this out. She handed me a clipboard which had a simple fill-out form. I walked back to the waiting area, took a seat, and began to fill out the form. I was about halfway done with filling in my information when I slumped back in my chair. I hadn't gotten much sleep that night prior and was exhausted. As I slumped back, I noticed something very peculiar. My head never hit the wall. In fact, it felt like it went in. 
I got up, quite frightened, and looked at the wall. Nothing. Not a single hole or dent had been made in the wall by my head. So I reached out to touch the wall, and my fingers went through it. I recoiled in shock. What the hell was that? I thought. As I reached to touch the wall again, only to find my fingers clipped through once more. Then, suddenly, I lost my balance, tripped, and fell directly through the wall. I That's not going to work for me. <laughs> right. I fell face first onto some dirty tan carpeting. Upon getting back up, I realized that I was in a completely different room. Well, not really a room per se, more of a set of rooms, all of which connected by openings. The walls were covered in gross tan patterned wallpaper, my worst fear. There was also an overwhelming stench of moist carpet, my second worst fear. Ew. Did you have to read that on our podcast? You could have skipped the word. Oh, it's going to come back up, my guy. Stop. I turned back around and tried to put my hand back through the wall, and it wouldn't go through. Okay. What the fuck? I muttered. It's bad. (laughs) I looked back into the room. There was no windows, no doors, nothing on the walls, other than that disgusting wallpaper, of course. Me. It's not good. (laughs) It was completely empty, aside from a singular plastic blue school chair. At this point, the only thing going through my mind was fear and the repeating thought of, I need to leave, on loop in my head. I started Mm -hmm. running through the rooms, desperately trying to find an exit, but to no avail. There was no exit. Was this my permanent location until I died? No, there had to be a way out. I wasn't just going to be left here, right? Eventually, someone would notice that I was gone, but nobody did. Then, in the distance, I heard footsteps, but not those of a human's, at least not a normal human. Alongside the footsteps was a gurgling snarl like that of an angry animal. I began to run. I ran as fast as I could from whatever the hell was approaching me. I didn't want anything to do with it. I ran for what seemed like forever, but I was always back in the same room I started in. At least it looked like the same room, not that I could tell them apart. So I sat down defeated. A feeling of dread filled my body and I started to cry. I was going to die here. I'm still there. I haven't left. I've accepted my fate. In fact, I can actually hear footsteps. I wonder who that is. What? That's not good. So that's our intro into the back rooms. Yay! <laughs> oh, and of course, again, that's from uh, Clay Kid One Two Three Four Five on Creepy Pasta, um, one of my favorite websites. So. I think that we are operating under the assumption that people know what a Creepy Pasta is. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. So, a creepypasta is, like, a spooky internet story. Um, like, the Slenderman could be counted as, like, a creepypasta. Mm-hmm. Um, anything on, like, the No Sleep Forum on Reddit. Um, it's basically just written out scary stories, and you kind of, as the listener, just get to decide if you think they're real or not. Yeah. It's probably fun. not. Some of them, I'm like, that's too much. But other ones, I'm like, now that, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that made me clench my butt. I did not like that. (laughs) For sure. Um, So, what exactly are the back rooms? We've gotten our little intro, but pretty much they are a pretty solid example of internet folklore. Okay. I like it. Yeah. So, they're kind of constantly expanding in their mythology. Okay. Um, which is pretty cool. And the back rooms are kind of like a place, like, it's like an alternate reality kind of thing, sort of, mm-hmm. right? 
Um, so it's described as like an unreality behind this reality. Okay. Right. And how you get there is you no clip into the back room. And we'll kind of get into what no clipping exactly is. You just kind of fall into it? Kind of, yeah. Yeah, you just kind of, yeah. So they kind of, the back rooms don't immediately present as necessarily threatening. Okay, are these like real, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. I feel like I do that a lot. But are these like real places or are these like internet back rooms? So it, okay. Whether they're real or not depends on who you ask, but in theory, okay. like in the le- like in the mythology, like this is a physical place that you can accidentally fall into. Okay. Okay. I'm there. Okay. Yeah. Just making sure that I'm like on the same page. <laughs> so they don't necessarily seem sinister when you first get there. Uh, feeling pretty sinister to me right off the bat. I don't oh, know who... I'm sorry. Moist carpeting and ugly wallpaper yeah i'm immediately i fell like, through I a wall go. yeah i fell I through a go. wall <laughs> yeah so well and some people don't necessarily like like i think if we're operating under the fact that like um it's real there are mm-hmm. a lot of stories where you don't like fall through a wall but you kind of like go through an entrance and find yourself in a place that like shouldn't necessarily be there oh. like you try to go through an exit and all of a sudden you're in this place that like doesn't make sense for the size of the building yikes yeah so that's not great don't love that Uh uh-uh i mean immediately how is that not who is thinking that it's not sinister who are these people oh the ugly carpets immediately are sinister so they were moist with what what could make a carpet i don't even want to talk about it yeah um also it's kind of the fact that like there's not really an exit um this is a very niche joke but um is it like the carpeted stage <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> yes i imagine it is if, if any of you people are listening and have been to stage west uh in good old wichita falls and you know what we're talking about please give a shout <laughs> yeah if you know um, you know if you don't i'm so sorry and i'm really if, not sorry the if you don't the floor was sticky it was carpet be bar. thankful because it was the nastiest floor I've ever stepped foot on. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, there's also the, the fact that you can't escape, which also feels very akin to stage. Uh. <laughs> I went to stage once. I was not, like, it would, I walked on that carpet one time and was like, that's it. I for, do not need to be here. <laughs> for some context, um, stage was a really questionable bar in the town that we went to college in. Mm-hmm. It was itty bitty, and for whatever reason, most of it was carpeted, um, which carpets in a bar f- do not belong. Fuck. Like, who the fuck is doing that? <laughs> yeah, that's an immediate mistake, um, and your feet would, like, stick to, like, it's squit. It was huh. nasty. And the dance floor was too small. Yeah, it was bad. It was a bad, bad place. Stage was not for me. Well, ugh, gross. Uh, it closed, in case you it were did. wondering. <laughs> It did it not make it. Nope. Oh my gosh. Ugh. Disgusting. So. Basically, like, the first, like, room, which we'll get into kind of the different levels. We're going to get into some interesting stuff here. 
but you're kind of stuck there forever. Um, I mean, I guess there are ways that you can get out, but for the most part, like, if you're in there, like, you're in there. And it's but just the, a room? Mm, we'll, we'll get into it. Okay. Because no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the biggest threat, though, is the entities that are in the back rooms. And there are a lot of them. And we'll get into that when we get into the levels. But so it's giving upside down vibes. A little bit, yeah. yeah. But the initial entrance into the back room is really characterized by the smell of moist carpet, which is nasty. Um, walls with a monochromatic tone of yellow and buzzing fluorescent lights. Um, which honestly sounds like uh, pretty much every stress college dream I ever had. I, that sounds like a horrible place to be. Yes. So, we're going to get kind of into what no clipping is. Because how you get to the back rooms is you no clip into them. So, mm -hmm. pretty much, no clipping is um, kind of the idea that you either travel quickly enough to pass through a solid object, or you kind of accidentally stumble into another dimension. Okay. Yeah. So, that's considered the pretty much the main method of entering and exiting the different levels of the back rooms mm -hmm. um so it is mostly supernatural um but it does draw similarities with quantum tunneling um the fuck is quantum tunneling you said that so <laughs> casually like i'm supposed to know what that means okay all right quantum tunneling yeah, tell it to me like a five because I am in this situation. <laughs> All right. It's a quantum mechanical phenomenon whereby a wave function can propagate through a potential barrier. For fuck's sake, I don't know what that means. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, so something can go through something because it's moving really fast? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Right. Fuck. Now... <laughs> You, like, people don't, we don't have enough energy to, uh, like, just no clip whenever we want. Um, so we don't have the ability to just, like, go into the back rooms whenever we feel like it. Mm -hmm. But there are areas where the barrier between our reality and the unreality or the back rooms is thin enough that we may be able to borrow energy and accidentally no clip into the back rooms so i guess my question is like let's i guess i'm hanging on to the story at the beginning mm -hmm. i don't I'm, I'm clinging to it for some reason but like other people work in this doctor's office how are they not just how is he the only person that's done it i don't understand if it's like an area because like i'm understanding it i guess it's like a hot spot mm -hmm. are they not all in the same hot spot i don't know i mean because it's more supernatural, it could be that, like, it shifts. Like, some areas are thinner at certain times. Like, mm -hmm. I think there are a lot of things that could play into that. Oh. Yeah, everything here is up in the air. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he's not the first one that accidentally no-clipped into <laughs> the back room. Nobody else there. ever has been like, let me just lay my head back. They've never hung up anything on that wall. Oh, my. Maybe they haven't. 
Maybe not. I don't know. But I don't think, like, I don't think it would be a case where, like, because you're bar, you're still borrowing the energy to, like, go through. So I think a lot of things have to, like, fall in place for you to, for it to both be thin enough and for you to also borrow the energy to no clip through. Okay. I think and a lot has to be going the energy on. from the back rooms? So you would be borrowing the energy from a no clip channel. And you would be passing through that barrier without breaking it. For fuck's sake. Yeah, so... No clip channels are kind of like mysterious forces that are similar to wind currents. Okay. So they have an impossible, potentially infinite amount of energy, and they're an active, like they act as a gateway between the locations. Okay, so it's kind of like the wind blows, and then you use some of that wind to jump through the wall. Mm hmm. So, okay. They pull in a single direction, which is why you can go in, but not necessarily out. Rip. And those speeds grow exponentially. Now, their force extends beyond the barrier in a small amount, meaning that a human with enough energy going into a no-clip channel can be picked up by it and gain enough energy to quantum tunnel. So you also have to have enough energy to be, like, zooted. So you have to be, like, running? Or just I, you have to have enough energy inside of you mm, be honest i don't know i assume like thinking about it in terms of like like if we're going back to the story which like i do think that story is just a creepypasta but he did fall Fair. into the wall yeah i don't know i mean this is all know. hypothetical uh, we don't know how any of this works but right okay <laughs> so this process usually takes about four seconds Mm -hmm. These no-clip channels can be anywhere, and they function as, as the roads to the back rooms. Okay. Now, it is important to note that there is only one single confirmed no-clip channel leading back into the front rooms. Can you get to... Okay, can you... Okay. If you're in there, is it all connected? Like, can you get to it? Yeah, so all the back rooms are connected. They are connected in weird ways. So, okay. like, you, it doesn't necessarily always work to go from level to level. Mm. Like, you don't necessarily ascend them in order. Okay. Yeah. Making it harder than it so, has to be. So, there are ways to get back to the front room, which is, like, our reality. Yeah. But it's hard to do. And not entirely safe. Well either that or die here so i guess die here die there yeah the other issue is uh not all no clip channels end in um end in like the back room some of them just end up in the middle of the void for fuck's sake <laughs> well, at least you'll get just eaten get by something in the void stuck in the void i don't know what's the worst way to go starvation or like uh, eaten to death i don't know <laughs> yeah so some other issues with no clipping um if it's unsuccessful it can lead to some serious bodily harm from the high velocities yeah. that it does require and if sorry <laughs> if the no clipping is only partially successful it'll lead to uh absorption and a wanderer may end up inside of a wall instantly dying 
rip. Yeah. That's not good. Some of the entities are capable of opening up these channels and using them as traps or purposely absorbing themselves into walls to lie in wait. So some mm. of them use these channels as, like, ways to hunt. Great. So... But that means they have to know how to get back out. Yeah, I mean, well, I feel like if you're an entity that, like, lives your entire existence in the back rooms, you probably know your way around them. No, that's fair, I guess. Yeah. So, successful no clipping is most probable in the areas where the barriers are thinnest, which would be kind of, which would be like abandoned office areas, maintenance tunnels, or other isolated locations. Why? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I'm spooky shit. I don't know. All right. I'm here for it. So... While running into an unusual looking wall in an abandoned office building has a chance of no clipping you into the back rooms, um, performing that same action inside like an apartment building or like somewhere like where you live is pretty much like a near zero chance. So basically, if you really want to give it a go, go to an abandoned office building and just run straight into a wall. See how it works. <laughs> Please proceed with caution. We cannot be held responsible for anything you might do. <laughs> but basically anything that like is abandoned or unusual or kind of disconcerting is where the barriers are going to be thinnest. Okay. Yeah. Um, so also time inside the back rooms functions completely differently as it does in the front rooms. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah, it's a different so realm. time seems to be a factor in which, in like, in what no-clip channels exist and therefore what levels are no-clipped into. Okay. okay. For example. <laughs> those born before fluorescent lightings are much more likely to no-clip into a non-zero level. Oh, because they've never seen a fluorescent flip? I've never seen a fluorescent light bulb. I don't think it's because I've never seen it. I think it just depends. Like, I think time just plays a, a part into, like, mm -hmm. how, like, where you can end up. Okay. So there's yeah. parts of the back rooms that aren't yellow with fluorescent lights and moist carpet? Yes. Okay. Also, um, the location of a wanderer in the front rooms at time at like the time of no clipping area appears to ugh, wow the location of a wanderer in the front rooms at time of no clipping appears to be correlated to the time that they arrive in the back rooms okay so they're not showing up at the same time yeah okay just whatever time it is there okay <laughs> yeah so it's a little, it's, it's kooky and weird. Okay, so now we're kind of going to get into the different levels. Now, there are the main nine levels, and we're kind of going to touch on those. And then we're going to play a fun game with the remaining thousand, no, ten thousand. Actually, 10, there's infinity. levels? There's infinite, like infinity levels. Levels? Yeah. So we're going to get into the levels. I thought you said there were nine levels. There are nine main levels. Oh, okay. 
We're going to get into the levels now. Okay. So, level zero is the lobby. Um, now, this is kind of the most well-known backroom area. Again, it's that gross carpet, the yellow walls, the fluorescent lights. Um, yeah, that okay. kind of vibey. Now, this this area has an entity um, called the Hounds, which are described right. as disfigured and manic humanoid beings. Um, and another feature of this level is a no-clip zone, which can bring wanderers back to Earth's dimension, returning them to the starting point of level zero or to another. Or it can... <laughs> so basically, the no-clip <sighs> zone can either take you out or it can take you to another level with different hostile organisms. Great. Cool. Yeah. Love the uncertainty. Like a little... Yeah. Like a little unknowing in my life. What's the word I'm looking for? I'm like a little mystery Add a little that's still not spice. it but maybe i don't know keep going <laughs> all right level one it is a habitable zone so a level reach when one chooses not to enter a no clip zone and instead wanders around level zeros for days so basically like you found yourself in level zero you have kind of wandered around now you find level one uh, it's darker okay. there's more industrial architect and there are mechanical-like sounds being heard all throughout the place. So it seems like this area is a dark, dingy warehouse with low-lying fog and puddles of water that just, like, randomly appear. Great. Love that. Yeah. So, in contrast to level zero, the fluorescent lights flicker more frequently, occasionally shutting down completely. Great. Now it's dark and there's puddles and yes. whatever else you said. <laughs> now, level two. The third level of the backgrounds, which is like, it's level two, but it's like technically the third level. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's one of the darkest levels um, and it contains more industrial-like architecture. This okay. level appears as long service tunnels with pipes lining the walls. It is described as being reached when one simply wanders around level one for long enough um, and they just end stumble, up there. Yeah, stumble into it? What? Yeah, pretty much. Um, this level is also hotter than the other levels, and quote-unquote survivors of the backrooms claim that the only way to escape this level is to remain calm, um, stating that only when the backrooms have become your home can you depart okay all right there are survivors apparently okay <laughs> all right level three um is electrical station it is deemed as unsafe and unsecure with a high entity count <laughs> awesome awesome <laughs> It is an expansive complex of thin brick hallways and electrical machinery. Um, there are a whole bunch of random, randomly segmented rooms um, that are in no particular pattern. Uh, pipes line the walls and the ceilings. Um, and these pipes are... Oh, fuck, I forgot about this. <laughs> these pipes are filled with contaminated almond water. Almond what? water is important. Oh, why? <laughs> 
<laughs> Almond water is very important to the back rooms. Why? It just is. Who's making it? Where is it coming from? <laughs> that doesn't make... Oh, I, I feel <laughs> like we've entered a fever dream. I, this yeah. isn't real anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, level three shares a lot of similarities with level two. Um, but this level seems to be more well-maintained. Um, there are a lot of sounds of machinery, stuff like that. Um, and there are also automated doors that will sl slam shut and lock at random intervals. Nope. Um, and this nope, happens no more often if there is an entity um, present. Now, yeah, of course it does. So we're in a fucking horror movie now. Yes. So the entities that are <laughs> in here are hounds, facelings, skin ste stealers, skin stealers. Um, I think that is. Yeah, Don't like that. Stalkers like that and male death moths. The fuck is it? where are the where are the males specific? At uh, let's see, a male death moth. If I can find, if I give it, I just. Oh my god, they're. You know, there there's a male death moth. Okay. New I don't know theory. Mothman is from the back rooms. Honestly, though, he's just one of those death moths. Now, another part of back rooms kind of lore mm -hmm. um, is the existence of colonies and outposts. So the thought is because you can't necessarily get out, there are mm -hmm. people that are still existing in there that have learned how to live in the back rooms okay yeah are we not running into all the people that are trapped so yeah so there are people that are trapped um <laughs> there's a lot of lore i'm gonna touch on some of it i highly okay. highly recommend <laughs> that you guys go in go to the backroomsfandom.com um if you just want to like fall down a rabbit hole because it's incredible but entrances <laughs> entrances and exits one can enter level three by going through the fire exit, a fire exit on level two. Okay. Um, entering this level is also possible by drinking blood found in drawers on level 4,112. Okay. And you can also no clip under a table in level 521 that has a three written on it. And you have to go through all the levels to get to 521. I mean, you kind of, you, again, like, there is no, like, it gets complicated because, um, you're not necessarily going, like, one, two, three, four, five. Oh. Right? So, like, exits to level three. You can exit level three through the elevators, which do sometimes, which do often lead to, level four or level five however mm -hmm. if the elevator is marked with greenery it will take you to level 931 oh mm -hmm. okay certain extended hallways may lead to level 273 this is a lot of specific detail for a place that might not exist mm-hmm 
and there is a generator controlled door that will lead you to either level four or the finish zone. Which is where you can possibly go home if you're not tossed into the void? No, it's a trap. For fuck's sake. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Level four. Now, level four is the, like, abandoned office level. Okay. It is classified as habitable and relatively safe. That's good. That's good. Yeah. So, there are natural hazards, but there aren't necessarily harmful entities. Okay. I can live with that. Yeah. It just kind of rains a lot here. (laughs) There are um, colonies and outposts. So, apparently, this is where the Backrooms Analytical Squadron is. And it's found exclusively at level four. And the Society of the Red Cross, Natural Sciences and Medicine, also has an outpost here. Are they beefing? Uh, No, they, like, stockpile food and medical supplies and, like, um... And they're basically like in there i mean who's making that stuff like hello (laughs) i don't understand i don't know but yeah they they collect things um but level four is generally pretty safe so i guess if you find yourself in there uh try to find level four and you can probably exist pretty decently fuck oh how do you get there you can get there from level three via a door labeled office sector. If you come across a flatly colored wooden door on level 30, you may end up on level four. But might not. You might go somewhere else. Okay. (laughs) Some doors in level 52's floor two have a chance of leading to this level. Oh, level 52 has two floors. That's fucking dope. Okay. Entering a double-sided door with a no-exit sign on level 7 may lead to this level. But you you might not get there. You (laughs) might not be there. Entering a doctor medical office door in level 16 may lead to one in this level. I'm not confident in any of these doors. Extended hallways on level 37 lacking any water may eventually lead to level 4. Eventually. Certain areas in level 47 may seamlessly lead into one on this level. And you can't trust any of it. This level may be entered via an orange door on level 153. For fuck's sake. Okay. (laughs) How do you leave? Yeah. Now, you can come upon an ornately decorated door emanating from a disquiet, <laughs> emanating disquietly classical music and may end up on level five. You can end up at level six by chance upon the lights in the level just going out. Oh. Um, you could force open a window and climb out during a heavy, th- heavy thunderstorm, and you may end up on level 11 or level 37. There's you may a enter. In here. I'm sorry. Oh no. The saga continues. If you enter a door labeled with a rose flower symbol, you may end up at level 83 or level 150. Oh, but there is no in between. 
a door leveled uh, labeled with an ocean wave symbol may lead you to level 100. Disproportionately long descending staircases may lead to level 153. I don't like the may. Extended metallic hallways may lead to level 192 or level 273. Okay. Entering a door with a brass number 6 will lead to level 332. Will, for fact. It's the only door I trust. <laughs> well, you don't know what's on a level... I don't care. At least it's going to take me where it's supposed to fucking take me. All right. Level five is called the Terror Hotel. Great. It, it is unsafe, um, but it is secure, and there is a low entity count. But so, why is it the Terror Hotel? <laughs> level five is presumably an infinite hotel complex. Um, it has a 1930s style with some 1920s, uh, like, furniture and stuff there mm -hmm. are three main areas in level five they are the main hall the beverly room and the boiler room okay um now the main area of this level is the beverly room um, and it is often called the eternal ballroom um it has two doors on the west wall and two doors on the each wall and each leads to different areas of either the hotel or the boiler room okay um one big circle yes okay now the second area which is the boiler room is a series of large cobwebbed hallways with high ceilings and stained plaster um oh, stained with what what color are they don't like that it's not specific yeah so i don't Gross. have an answer <laughs> disgusting <laughs> so um the long corridors are hot and dry um and it smells like smoke this is all bad yep uh living statues uh hang out on this part of level five um <laughs> if you see one uh literally leave as fast as you can and keep eye contact as long as you run um if you don't and you look away you may end up being mutilated by one of the statues uh, do you have to run backwards to keep eye contact probably fuck i wouldn't make it three seconds here yeah i would die immediately yeah what was it the level four where you could live peacefully three yeah level four you can just like kind of vibe okay maybe if i could get there i'll just vibe yeah i mean i, I think that's all you can hope for yeah so um people that have gone insane here speak of a beast of level five which is a tall scaly humanoid wearing a suit and tie uh <laughs> mm, <something laughs> like that yeah um he's been described as having a humanoid body with the head of a cephalopod with tentacles around its mouth i don't um, understand what this place is is okay a cephalopod with tentacles around his mouth is this freaking pirates of the caribbean i i mean yeah i think yeah part okay. probably okay okay yeah. and there a guy right. in that show that looks in that movie that looked like that yeah david jones yeah. Just okay. big old Davy Jones in a suit and tie running around. I, that's what I'm Whoa. picturing, yeah. <laughs> right. Now, colonies and outposts. There are the originals, and they hang out in the large lobby of the hotel section. Um, <laughs> they are a group of people who have been stuck in the back rooms from about 1300 uh, to 1940. So I guess you don't age and stuff there? 
Well, time doesn't exist in the same way. Oh. So you don't need to eat, or...? Oh, I, I misspoke. It is from about 1300 and 1490. Oh, so it's just, like, a couple groups of people. I guess. Yikes. No. I'm so confused. Oh, yeah. So, uh, they like to keep to themselves. Um, they, uh, a majority of the people in this colony were trapped in the back rooms after the 1906 San Francisco earthquake and the 1912 sinking of the, of the Titanic. Um, it mm. is said that this is where Amelia Earhart is. Oh. How'd she so. get there? She, she no-clipped in there, I guess. She's flying her plane and just into a room with fluorescent lights with her plane (laughs) maybe okay there is also the backroom colonists colonists Um, yep trying to colonize the back rooms yeah this is my level bitch (laughs) (laughs) they are friendly and willing to trade and decently armed (laughs) yeah well probably why does somebody always have to colonize something let people fucking have shit <sighs> Fuck. Yeah. So, to get to level five, it's pretty simple. Uh, you just find the office style stairways in level four. Okay. Sick. Right. Uh, exits. If you travel too far in the boiler room, you end up in level six. Um, but it is highly recommended that you just go right back down those stairs. Okay. Great. If you leave through the doors, you will also end up in level 161. Um, but unless you have a very good weapon, you really shouldn't go there. <laughs> oh, I feel like you should have a really good weapon wherever you go in this place, but um, that's just me. Yep. Entering a metal door in the boiler room will bring you to level 954. No clipping that- into the corner of a white room in this level has a chance to take you to level 4112. Yes. What? Were you going to say something? Oh, yeah. Um, Wasn't that 951? Wasn't that a room earlier? 954? Maybe. Oh, okay. I, we said so many. If you go crazy and the beast eats you, you'll end up in level 666. Great. <laughs> That's not... That, this is... I know it's internet lore, but, like, it just feels like internet lore. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't oh, feel... Yeah. Okay. I'm here if, for it. Let's keep going. If you exit out the main door into the lobby, you'll access level 51. Great. All right. Moving right on. Level 6, which is called Lights Out. It nope. is unsafe, unsecure, and there is... We got no idea how many entities are in there. And it's dark. Yep. I don't like that. I am scared of the dark. I'm 24 years old and I'm still scared of the dark. Come at me. So, level six is an expansive complex of indeterminate size made up of metallic walls, brick floors, and a complex system of pipes. It is completely dark. Um, Light sources don't work. Um, And because of this, like, you can't find like sufficient photographs of it Uh, there are photographs (laughs) of the other levels supposedly yes what the okay so um auditory hallucinations 
auditory hallucinations um, happen a lot in level six. Um, you can hear rushing water, indecipherable voices, um, and uh, the entities um, there can like influence your perception of reality, resulting in symptoms of paranorma, paranoia and derealization. Um, okay. Despite it not necessarily having any tangible threats, level six is regarded as being one of the most dangerous levels because of all of the darkness. Mm-hmm. Um, and it literally like makes you go crazy. Yeah, I don't want to be on that level ever. That's yeah. terrifying. So entities may exist there. They may not. Um, we don't know because they're, it's so you can't dark. See them. Can't see them. I hate that. I hate that they're, so much. Any attempts to have a, like a colony or an outpost here has failed. Yeah. Um, because members just continually disappear. Yeah. We'll probably believe the probably probably the freaking entities eating them. Yeah. Or them just going insane. I mean, fair. So. Going through the boiler. You can get there by going through the boiler room located in level five and apparently mm-hmm. there is a rusted door door located Ooh. on 6.1 which will take you right back to six <laughs> tripping no. on a wire leads to level 6.1 which we're not gonna oh, i mean we might go i don't know anyways um and it's noth wording it's worth noting it's, it's noth wording are you having a stroke i i think i am um, you cannot intentionally do that. It has to be an accident. <laughs> if you can find it, there's a spiral staircase that takes you down to level 28. If you can find it, there's a hole that'll take you to level 8. But if you just manage to keep your sanity and wander long enough, you'll end up in level 7. Okay. <laughs> level 7. It's like the most stressful place to be. I wouldn't make it five minutes here. I just wouldn't. <sighs> so, level seven is called thalassophobia. Which means? We're going to get into it. Um, okay. This would be my nightmare. Okay. Genuinely. It's unsafe, it's unsecure, and there's a moderate entity count. Um, it is... A vast expanse of water that appears to stretch on endlessly. Are you in it? Yeah. Mmm. Nope. And Don't I, wanna be there. I hate it. Are you um, under the water? Are you floating? No, I think like it, you're just floating. Like you're okay. just vibing. Um so nobody has ever fully explored level seven. Um so I, swim, so I couldn't do that. Yeah, I'm not I'm not here for it. What is currently known is that the first and potentially only room of level se- 7 is not flooded and has the unusual fluorescent lighting. The room has a thin layer of water on the bottom and is strangely skewed from the rest of the floor. Mm. Um the single door opens to show the surface of the water from a top-down perspective. And the room is seemingly rotated horizontally, but gravity still works to keep your feet on the floor in the first room. Okay. So if you open up the door, you fall into the water. 
Great. And it's generally very cold, and you shouldn't go in it. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Do you think yeah. these are all areas where there is, like, a... S what are they called? You call it a clip? Like, yeah. No clipping? Yeah. So you said that it's, like, in, like, abandoned, like, offices and stuff. So do you mm -hmm. think that maybe the levels are, like, versions of those places? Because you said all those people on the Titanic yeah. possibly slipped in there. And then you said the water thing. Yeah. True. I don't know. It's, yeah, maybe. I'm trying to process this right now. <laughs> um. Yeah, so there's not... There's a lot of bones here, too, um, of, like, In massive fish and, like, humanoid figures. Yeah. Um, and not a whole lot is known about it. Okay. So. So, but if you swim around long enough, we'll reach level eight? Let's find out. Okay. There are colonies and outposts here, surprisingly. Oh, now, there okay. is... Guide Outpost 05, which uh, is no longer habita hab habited. Hab People habited? aren't there. Uh, okay. Pre-abandonment um, have uh, some scientists and some guards, and basically they're there to study the seafloor. Um, hmm. They set up a like temporary camp near the only room. Um... <laughs> Oh, God, yeah. This one is also abandoned because they found the seafloor and uh, an infinite deep and event, like, just expanse of water, and they got attacked by people wearing robes. Um, oh. And so they left. Yeah, that's fair. Me too. Yep. Um, they're, again, backroom colonists are vibing. Um, mm -hmm. They're hanging out there, too. Outpost 207. Um, they're relatively friendly there's 65 of them 65 of them um there then there are there were the floaters um they lived in a medium-sized outpost with a sh makeshift swimming pool nice um and they were destroyed and rumored to have been taken by something called the thing well that's not nice and that's not specific no it is not all right how do we get there entrances so you can get there to level seven by wandering far enough on level six entering Great. through the wall of water in level 534 going through the crack in the pool on level 151 jumping from the plane on level a <laughs> now there are letters <laughs> yep going into deep sea in level 1045 Attempting to drown yourself in a bathtub on level 598, mm. accidentally falling in water on level 430, and finding a yellow rubber door on level 1984. Okay. How do we leave? Because that is all I would want to do here. Yes. An underwater-like hole is somewhere in the carpeted ocean and will lead to level 8. Okay. Certain locations under the water of the area may lead to level 37. Did you say the carpeted ocean? Oh, yeah. The bottom of this ocean is carpet covered with tar and bones. Okay. Okay. 
Isn't that great? Don't you love that? No, it's gross. <laughs> and if you enter into the deep ocean of this level, you may end up on the coast of level 1045. Okay. All right. And the last of the main nine levels is level eight, which is called the cave system. Don't like that. Don't want to be in a cave. Sounds yep. dark and spooky-ooky. It is super not safe. Um, yeah, probably not. That's where bears live. Yeah, so there's there's a lot going on here. Mm-hmm. So it's an expansive cave system, and there are a lot of spider-like entities. There are very few light sources, and they are found randomly throughout the ceilings of the caves. Um, yeah. They will just go out after a few minutes of exposure, by the way. Right. In addition to the low visibility, um, loud sounds echo through this level, and they attract large swarms of spiders. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, no for me. That's disgusting. I hate but it. It mm-hmm. is completely cramped and filled with jagged stalagmites and stalactites. Um, and basically, like, you can't go up. Where do you go? Uh, forward, I hope. Oh, good. So, there are a lot of, basically, the entities here, there, and there are a lot of them. Uh, like, I mean, like, numbers-wise. So, it's uh, a lot of spiders. Just a shit ton of spiders. Um, In ranges of size and their venom, there's a lot going on. The spiders are going to get you. Um, And if the spiders don't get you, the death pools will. Um, And they are found in the dead ends of the caves. Okay. And basically, if you get into the death pools... um, you'll get torn apart and dragged down by a humanoid tar black hand. Ew. Yeah. So just a shit ton of spiders and uh, death pools. Great. That's exactly where I want to be on a Wednesday night. Yeah. Love it. So how do you get there? Because we got to ask. Look for a hole in level six or at the bottom of the water in level seven. Um, Okay. Yeah. Swim down to the carpet tar. Yeah, and end up in the caves. Um, That's Mm -mm. the most common way is to go through level seven, but you can just no clip there randomly uh, throughout other levels of the back rooms. Great. How do you leave? You don't. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Oh, God, yeah. So, trip and fall, and you'll get transported to level nine, but you also have an extremely low chance of being transported to level 153. Okay, do so, I need to go there? I will find... I don't know. Um, okay. Basically, all of the reported cases of people that actually made it out of level 8 were completely by accident. Um, so they just tripped and fell into hopefully level 9. Maybe? I don't know. And literally um, that's what happened. You can also leave if you find a black doll and play with it for a while and you'll be transported to level uh, 7,453. Nice. Okay. So, now that we've done the main nine, we're going to play a fun game. Okay. What I want you to do uh, is I want you to pick a number between nine and 10,000. 
And we're gonna find out if we would live through that level. Okay, between nine and ten thousand. Yeah, I can do any number. Any number. Six hundred forty-three. Six hundred forty-three. Word. Mm-hmm. You picked one of the few that doesn't actually have a link, so now I gotta. Oh, for fuck. Okay. Um. No, no. I'm gonna. What the fuck? Okay, pick another number. <laughs> um. Three thousand and. Seven. Three thousand and seven. Are you actually. Are you actually kidding me? I'm a fucking wizard. Does it not have a link? <laughs> no, it goes from 3005 to 3008. <sighs> okay. Um, give me 3008 then. <laughs> okay. 3008 is called false outs. I don't. Okay. Think, I don't think we're going to make it before we even get going. I don't think we're going to make it. <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> it's unsafe, unsecure, and a mental hazard. My, I'm already a mental hazard. What am I gonna do? <laughs> so, level 3008. Oh my god. There are multiple rumors that if you enter here, you'll suffer endlessly until you die. Is that and not what I'm already doing? And then after you die, you go back to level zero. And you'll just suffer for an eternity. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. okay. So we'll get Fuck. kind of into it. Level three thousand and eight is a fake backyard, um, and uh, it has a roof that looks like the sky, fake trees, fake grass, um, and it looks pretty docile. Uh, but there are a lot of entity hazards. Shit. So it's like a decoy. Yes. So there are like little chairs and oh, um, it's like a decoy. Like the monsters set up. Like look at this fake world that you can feel safe in. Oh yeah, completely. But you you can't. So, there are two little houses, um, and you can live there before you die. I guess. You know, there's a pool, um. It's cool. Uh, the house looks pretty ordinary. Um, you know, it, they're just vibing. So, yeah. in the bathroom, there's you know regular bathroom things, uh, and also there's a gun hidden, uh, but right. there's no bullets, and the trigger is broken. Yikes! You could pistol so. whip the shit out of some people, though. So. Colonies and outposts. There is an outpost called Fun. There are five people. Um, and they'll trade weird items with you. Okay. Oh, uh, you may meet them by going through an extremely rare and untextured wall. Uh, but if you do that, there's a 34% chance that you'll see the brutal deaths of no-clipped missing children. Oh. My God. <laughs> Yeah. So, entities on this level are Glitchling, Smilers, Party Goers, Her, Hounds, and Skin Stealers. And they her? always... Her? Who is she? <laughs> Who is she? <laughs> Do you want to find out? 
Not really. She's the glitched goddess. Ah. <laughs> now, they always appear when the event start. Now, what is the event? It's called Who? Gary? Yes. <laughs> what is this place? Oh, once entering this level, you'll hear somebody say, Who? Then a bunch of kid-like voices will start screaming your name. Then once again, the same voice will say, Who? Um, or the same voice who said who will say, Yes! Um, and the kids will start laughing for one minute. Um, and this minute will cause a great portion of your sanity to just, yeah, be gone. I think so, this episode has caused this. Uh, yeah. So if, uh, if you want to somewhat make it, you can either <laughs> wear headphones. Okay. But if okay, you don't okay. have them, you can, you can bring a lot of almond water. <sighs> Why? <laughs> the kids like that or something? That's, that's so now, weird. That's just a weird detail. When you have been there for 30 days, the basement will open. You have yeah, to hide like immediately. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Basically, when the basement opens, all of the entities come out. Um, you can either hide or fight, um, but you should only fight if you have enough to, like, defend yourself against her, um, mm. or if you somehow have what is called the Crimson Wanderer or the Star Creator by your side, and if you don't have them, hide. Okay, good to know. Wait, yeah, you are to wait for the entity to be, oh, shit. Okay, wait for the entity to uh, be outside and then just sprint as fast as you can to one of the three exit, like, possibilities. Okay. So, how do you get here? Finding a room filled with kid toys on level 300 will lead you here. Okay. Going to the other exit of level 479 will lead you here. Hmm. Finding a fake outside on level 765 will lead you here. And having deja vu of you on a fake outside while on level 995 will lead you here. That is so specific. How do you leave? Thinking about when you were a kid will bring you to level 1023. Okay. Yeah. Now, I think... Um... Okay, so I think these next three are, like, how you're supposed to leave if you end up, like, with all the basement shit. Mm. Um, at the basement event, when all of the entities are away, there is a door. If you open this door, you'll end up on level 830. Okay. On the basement event, um, if you kill every entity and slay them with no mercy, you'll be straight sent to level 3099. Mm. And once again... On the basement event, if you jump in the pool while running from the entity, um, you'll be sent to level 37. Now. Okay. <laughs> it is rumored that if you survive for five months, 
you'll end up in any habitable class level. Oh. Okay. And if you set the time to your real time, you'll end up back in the front rooms. So what I'm hearing is we need a watch when we go to this place. Probably, yeah. Okay. But the question so. is, do we think we would die immediately? Because I think I would. We've got 30 days before anything negative shows up. I don't know. I feel like I would lose my sanity prior to that. No, I think we'd do it. I think if you know that, like, five months in, you get to go back home. You'll just be Gucci. Yeah. No, I think I could do that. Where did basically, like, all of this come from? Mm -hmm. So, the original backrooms um, came kind of to be on May 12th of 2019. Um, It was originally, like, an image of those, like, oppressive, like, bright lights that are gross um Mm -hmm. like basically like that standard like fluorescent light boring room that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. um and it pretty much it was in response to um a request for images that were unsettling or just felt a bit off Mm -hmm. um so initially it had been posted on a 4chan discussion about cursed image um anonymously with like no accompanying test text um yeah that's scary so the internet 4chan freaks me the fuck out same um so basically like there is no identity like we don't know who posted that initial image um but from that image the backrooms like mythos was born um, and uh, it pretty much grew from there, mm-hmm. um, and launched into the very expansive, like seriously, go if you want to find yourself in a rabbit hole, go yeah. check out the back rooms fandom because it's chaotic. I bet. Um, I this has been a wild ride. <laughs> yes. Now there, <laughs> my my mom did find a YouTube video. Um, that is, like, the found footage from the creepy back rooms. Um, it's a, like, I think it's a, um, it was created by Kane Parsons. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, a, like, a short film, kind of. Oh, Now, some people do claim that, like, it's the legit back rooms. And I gotta say, I started it, I watched the first five minutes, and it actually genuinely, like, I was also watching it at 11 o'clock at night. Um, but it creeped me out so much that, like, I had to, like... (laughs) step away it is very very creepy Mm um okay like very very creepy so i highly recommend that you go watch that um at your own risk at your own risk it is it's it's, i love horror um and it spooked me out and she said she had to get away from it five minutes in i doubt she finished watching the rest of it i did not I did not. I was going to give you guys a play-by-play, but I w- it was real late at night, and I was like, I don't want to watch this. I'm scared. <laughs> creeped out. I don't um, want to do this anymore. But yeah, so the backrooms is kind of this chaotic internet folklore that just grew and grew and grew. Um, and there are, like, so many TikTok videos of people, like, claiming that, like, they've been to the backrooms. Like, there are, like, a lot of people that talk about having like footage from the back room so it's kind of up to you guys if you want to decide if it's you know legitimate or not 
Um, either way, I think the lore behind it is super, super interesting. Yeah, it's fun. It's pretty neat. But it's some of it crazy. is so, like, the internet. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, the beast on 666, level 666. Hello? Oh, yeah. If you get eaten, he straight up just... Yeah. It's... It, it's wild. Like, if you ever want to waste, like, 40 minutes, just, like, click around through there and, like, see where you end up. No, I bet that's fun. <laughs> it's like it's your own do-it-yourself novel. What are those called? Write your own ending? Yeah. Do yep. it yourself. Hello? <laughs> DIY novels. I think that's yeah. just called writing a book. <laughs> <laughs> well. You got anything else? That's, I mean, I, there is so much more information at my hands, but oh, I think yeah. for this recording, uh, I think that's what I got for you. <laughs> cool. Cool. Well, this is fun. This is, a, yeah. this is a spooky one. It Very creepy. A lot of different Ooh. things going on. Yeah. Some disappearances, some uh, some more disappearances, I guess. Yeah. By definition, if they never come back. Maybe he no-clipped into the back rooms, that's all I'm I saying. I was thinking that when we were talking. I was like, maybe he did. He just yeah, slipped he right just... in there. He's hanging out with Gary and her. No, he's got to be hanging out with those people that are from, like, the 13. Oh, the yeah. Because he's never seen a fluorescent light bulb. He's like, the fuck is this shit? Yeah, he's vibing. He's like, where the fuck? <laughs> that's where he's at still to this day, because time's <laughs> not real there. <laughs> to this day. Oh, my God. Rip to you, Benny boy. Um, yeah, though, that I guess I guess we're at the end. Yeah, that's what I got. All right. Um, well, thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, you can check us out on all the socials. Like mm-hmm. your mom's a hoax is the Twitter and the Instagram and the Facebook, I think. And then YMAH pod is the TikTok. <laughs> Go watch our TikToks. They're funny. Yeah, do it. Like them and share them with your friends, please. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll see you guys next week. Heck yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye.